What's up, everybody? Uh, my name is Louis Visuals, and I'm here with Cloudy Conversations, ready to have a good day. Alright guys, so welcome back to another episode of Cloudy Conversations. Today's guest is videographer, photographer, Louis Visuals. Thank you for sitting down with us. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Um, now, it's not often that we find ourselves on the other side of the camera, so I'm definitely super excited to uh, get to sit down and talk to you a bit about your journey and the brand that you've been building thus far. Um, you're from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. what was life like for you growing up there? Um, I, I mean, if I'm going to be honest, it, everything has its challenges. It was, it was if anything, I, would, I wouldn't change a thing. It built me into who I am today. Um, but it was for sure a lot of challenges. I mean, I was the only white kid in all black school. You know, <laughs> I was too. I'm Puerto Rican and white, so I was too white for Puerto Ricans and too Puerto Rican for whites. So it was like I kind of never really Maybe. fit in. Ever. I just always had to just be me. So yeah. it was just like whoever I was is who I was. Like I didn't really, I wasn't really that person to just go somewhere and fit in just because of the way I looked. It was just who I was as a person. So I mean, that really built me and and really like helped me not shy away from being who I am as a person, especially as going into like a college and, and meeting different people and professions and stuff like that. Like knowing who you are is really important. Okay. Now you mentioned like you were like the only, I guess the minority in the group of, <laughs> of yeah. the majority. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you experience any difficult situation with like different students or was it like, like you said, what did it come from more so your culture, your Puerto Rican people don't say, oh no, you're too white for us, the white people, oh, you're Puerto Rican, like, or did the black say, you're just a white boy, like. I mean, yeah, I always got that, like, I'm, I'm just a white boy, I mean, that's cool, and I, and I embrace that, like, I'm cool, I am white, that's you feel me, I am a white boy, that is perfectly cool with me, um, but I mean, you always have those group of people that are, jerks you know mm -hmm. that say things like especially as kids you say things that is just like what what the like you know and it, it's just of course you're gonna have those challenges like you know uh unfortunately i mean not unfortunately i mean i'm white you know mm -hmm. i am white unfortunately m my culture history is not that great you right, feel right. me like it's not wonderful and there's things that I got heard as kids that was like, you know, I, I hear some people that I thought was my friends be like, oh, we're about to lynch you like you, like we yeah, did, yeah. like you did our people. And I'm like, what? I'm in like third grade. What yeah, you mean? Like, you feel me? Like that, that's not really, um, I mean, it, it was always those type of challenges growing up. But then I also got that from like white people when I got into high school, like um, being in the band and the drum line and stuff like that at Harrisburg, you know, traveling to um, different, different places. I always was called, I mean, you don't know how many times I was called a traitor. Oh, dang. Like, you don't know how many times I was called a traitor by, by other schools and stuff like that. It was wild. But, I mean, like I said, did, if you, you, did you ever feel like a traitor to your culture? No, I mean, no. I mean, I am who I am. And honestly, and that's how I've always come up. Like, uh, I, I never felt like a, a traitor. Like, it, it, you are who you are to a person. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and exactly what is that? Like, if you, and if you even feel like you are, then I feel like your mentality is just completely yeah. off. Like, you're getting trapped back into that race thing and, and that whole thing say. like that. And it's like, that's not really what it is. Yeah, and that, and that's why I like... If you were a traitor, like, you would have to have exactly. been, I, I've been on that tight time that they were on. And ideally, we're supposed to have transitioned out of that. So, for, for me to be able to be in this multicultural place and, 
and take in what you know the black community may have to offer my puerto rican take might have to offer my white side might have to offer like this is helping us be a better person like uh-huh. technically i wouldn't even be here because puerto ricans and whites wasn't mixing like you know so and that's and this is all just what it goes down to and that's why i like i'm very very strong on we are just people. people. Like people, just, like people say that, but I'm so strong on it because I've never really felt like I fit in mm-hmm. anywhere. Like I just was me. Like so, I'm just real strong on who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. Like people, I don't care. I don't care about your accent. I don't care what language. I don't care if we speak two different languages. We gonna find a way to communicate. Mm-hmm. If we cool, we gonna find a way to communicate and get it all figured out. But like, I'm just. Uh, it's just those type of challenges. And, and honestly, it's type stuff like that that helped me into the career I'm in today. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything's not all like all nice when I go places. Right. Like, honestly, the big reason why I wear a mask today is because a lot of places when I used to step in, I used to get looked at weird. Like, who's this white boy with a camera? Until people heard what my name is, then everybody switching. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, then, and then it was just like, I saw how people were, how people already treated me. And then even when I was just, you know, out with a celebrity in New York once, uh, during a podcast, I was going in to get a picture, and the host was like, "Hey, yo, white boy, back up." It was, I mean, it was a, it was a black culture podcast, but it was like just one of those things where it just took me back, and I was like, "Damn, shit!" I'm like, "This was like two years ago. I'm like 25 years old. Like, come on, man." That's and, like and I guess, like, especially for me being black, I don't necessarily think of what it would be like for the next person to kind of experience the same things that we do, because, like, you know, the black community is a minority. You go in places, you're looked at differently, but for you to be the white boy in the black group, now you're kind of experiencing what we would do if it was vice versa. So, do you think that helped you relate more to, like, the people you were around in your community? It, it really helped me empathize and embrace it and understand a lot. For sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. It definitely did. Um, it, it, I mean... Just all the experiences that I've had, and honestly, that I've witnessed being around, mm-hmm. you know, the black community and stuff like that my entire life. Just literally the things I've seen and witnessed is like crazy. Right. Like it, it, it is those type of circumstances, you know. And it, it was always played as as a joke and stuff like that, but it was real stuff. Like in my group of friends, if we got approached by the cops, I was the one who was talking. Right, right. And I knew that. I knew that was my job in the group of my friends. You feel me? And it's just stuff like that that, you know, you, you really got to sit there and look and pay attention and be like, there's a reason for this. There's a reason why nobody feels comfortable doing this. There's mm-hmm. a reason why all this is happening. And when you really sit back and understand, you just you just start to really feel it. Yeah, I would say, and I, I can just tell just from even the start of this conversation that those early experiences definitely did mold you into, you know, the... the per- it helped me be able are. to get into this industry yeah. and be able to handle the things that I handle, for sure. Yeah, and, I, and it, it, probably at the time you didn't understand the benefit to it, but now that you're older, you can look back like, well, dang, I'm glad I kind of did go through that because they prepared me to be able to, you know, take that on the chin when somebody did, you know, might have called me a white boy. Before I might have reacted, you know, like, who you calling a white boy? But now I'm just like, I, I see you. I see where you're coming from. <laughs> Yeah, like you know, I'm getting paid to be here, sir. Like for sure. Now, exactly. um, do you come from a big family? Uh, well, I got, I got, I got uh, two older sisters. Okay. And then I got a, a a stepsister that's also older than me. Um, I was all girls all basically. Girls. I was raised around all girls, and then my mom. Um, so I mean, I have a big like overall. Overall, yes, I have a, a huge family. Like my Puerto Rican side is freaking huge. huge. Like 
and, and they're very active and stuff like that. Uh, so, it, you know, it is cool. And um, But really, no, I, I come from, in home, I come from a very, small. A, a small family. Like, we're, we're there for each other. It's like that type of support type thing. Okay. And with you being the only boy and the youngest, how do you think, like, growing up in the house of women developed you into a man? Oh, man. It's funny. It's so funny you asked that. Because um, you, you have a lot of struggles growing up, you know. Mm -hmm. um, especially as you get older and you're transferring yourself into a man and stuff like that. And you, like, you're an adult and stuff and you sit there and you're, you're trying to figure out certain things and certain situations. And it's like, uh, sometimes you get stuck because you, you don't know how a man would handle it. You mm -hmm. only know how a, your mom or your sister or somebody would handle it. And it's like sometimes that gets to you a little bit, mm. but then it all just comes down to knowing who you are as a person. And it's just like all that stuff is just like that's just, just like little mental stuff that mm. kind of gets to you. And it's like honestly, they growing up with women helped me empathize towards women. Yes. Like it helped me not want to be a jerk to women, especially as I grow up and get older and stuff like that. Like I I don't want to be a jerk off. I want to I want to be right. I want to be good. So I, I really feel like they helped me in that aspect for sure. Not be a jerk off. <laughs> Definitely, because I figured like most times that ends up what happened, especially with a guy who, who was raised right around proper women and who they gave him a good example. They realized that okay, I see why. Like, um, I probably shouldn't be that type of guy to women because if I go home and tell my mom, she's not going to be like, oh, we didn't tell you, that. we didn't raise you like that. Listen, like, yes. where did that come from? Yes. Like, and I, I've even had a girl ask me like, she's like, well, I'm surprised you're not gay. I'm like, well, I mean, I got uncles and stuff like yeah, that. Like, come on, because like, I'm raised by all girls. I mean, like, but man, it's just funny stuff like that. Man. Just, I think sometimes it makes it. Of course, you want your father around and give you that that aggression, and like you said, in the moments when you want to know how a man reacts. But sometimes having a woman in your life as a man makes you, like you said, gentle, makes you more aware of like everything, which helps you out because they say boys mature slower than girls. So if you can get that game early That's as a kid, sure. which it seems like you did, it can benefit you in the long run. Mm. Um, now, do you see like, now that you're older, do you see any similarities like that things that your mom may have said or like your sister may have said to you as a kid that you find yourself repeating now? Oh my gosh, all the time. That's <laughs> awesome sauce. I said that, I said that about two times, three times during our conversation. That's something straight from my mom. Like something straight from my mom. Awesome sauce. I probably say that. I say it at least three times, four or five times every single day. But when the kid, she said, uh, probably like, mom, stop saying that. Listen, like, yeah, but man, that's just like the straight thing, the first thing that like comes out of my mouth. Like, uh, um, um, I, I can't think of other stuff, but yeah, there are so many things that it's just like, she she catches me sometimes, and it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah that's, that's, yeah. And I only asked that because I found myself, now that I'm getting older, I said something the other day, I'm like, yo, wait, wait, like, Am I my mom or what? I don't even have kids. Why is this happening oh to me? Oh my like, goodness! Yeah, it's too soon. It's yeah, too soon. yes. Uh, um, now, like we said, you are a product as well of Harrisburg School School District. Um, when you think back to your time in school, because I feel like you were in in the district at a time where it was still like it was transition. It was crazy, but there was a lot of activities. There was a lot of school pride going on. Um, so when you think about those times now compared to the kids today, do you feel there's a difference in like what it means to be a cougar? Hmm. Hmm. Yes. Honestly, yeah, I do. Because nowadays people people transfer high schools for sports. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like that. It, honestly, when when I was in school, it wasn't like yeah, that. I'll like say. the bull Mika Parsons, when I heard he transferred, you know, doing all that, I'm like 
You can no, do that. people do that. <laughs> just, just like people transfer high schools for sports and doing stuff. Like I thought, it, it, it's way beyond. It, it's more honestly. It's more about the the athlete themselves and going for their goals. And honestly, you can't blame them right. for it. I mean, of course, I always. You know, you would hope they, they hold that with Cougar Pride, but I definitely don't think Cougar Pride is the same as it used to be. I say, yeah, the games don't crack I definitely the don't think Cougar Pride is the same as it used to be. And it, it kind of hurts me a little bit because I remember being a kid and couldn't wait to get up there. So I was like, yeah, I got my Cougar shirt. I'm part of the, the tribe. Like, we out here. We out here thugging. But I don't, I think the transition happened as like, the pandemic happened. That was a major impact on schools, but I really feel like after 2013 is when it kind of like transitioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was, they got better with sending kids to school, but the overall essence of what it was like to be a cougar, I just felt like it was lost. Like I agree. I, I definitely know. agree. I definitely agree. And that's just something, you know, going off of, you know, that I ran into uh, somebody who was a, a band booster. Mm-hmm. Man. She was there before her son was in. She was there after her son was there. And she just recently, I just ran to her recently saying that she just had to, she just quit because, you know, the students ain't the same. You know, they're, they don't take it as serious. It's not serious to them. It's all just a joke. It's all just a game. And then when you try to, you know, instill that seriousness into them, they just want to fight. Right, yeah. And it's, it's just, and she was like, you know, I'm getting too old for this. And I'm like, man, you know, it is crazy when you have somebody who has a passion for what they do and loves to help these kids. But they have But to. the kids are the ones that is like, nah, get out of here. It's wild. Yeah, and that's that's kind of where I be I'm disappointed at in the community because I don't know why it, it transitioned so quickly and so abrupt. Like it's mm-hmm. like nobody wants to take pride in, in being in the school activities because, like you said, you were a member of the band. Um, you also played for the baseball team. Mm-hmm. Um, for you, you played the drums, correct? Yeah, yeah. Were you a member of the band every year, or? Yeah, so I actually joined the band when I was in eighth grade. Oh, so I actually joined the band when I was in eighth grade because Troutman, the band director, he was teaching me how to play drums since I was in like the sixth grade. Okay. Um. So, so by the time I got to like eighth grade, I had the high school people teaching me. You know, the stuff, the cadences, the, and everything like that. Uh, basically prepping me for what drama I was going to be on. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, all that stuff... Uh, I'm sorry, what was the... Oh, I lost uh, no, I'm just trying to... I was leading into um, kind of figure out what was it like for you to be on the drum line. Because oh. like, that's major. Like, Man, it, was awesome. drum no, it taught me so much freaking discipline that is not there today. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> The drum line taught me so much freaking discipline. Like, it was so disciplined back then. Like, seriously, you know, when you got sweat, you stand the stairs still, and you got sweat dripping down your face, and it starts to itch. Oh, my gosh, it itches so bad. If you would have went to go scratch your face, you was running with your drum on. You feel me? Like, it was none of that. They wasn't playing nothing. Like, it was none of it. If they walked by and they grabbed your stick out your hand, they was throwing it somewhere, and you had to go find it, and you better go find it in a certain amount of time where you was running. <laughs> like, it was discipline. Like, it was straight discipline. And, yeah, some of it was like, all right, yeah, y'all just playing around. But they do teach you stuff, like, to be serious about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Take your stuff. Be prideful about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, take what you're doing. Like, whatever you're doing, what's the point of half-assing it? Go in. And kill it. Mm-hmm. Can you still play? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Not like I know, not like, like I used to. It's so funny. I try. I try so. 
Oh my gosh, I tried so hard. No, no, I can't. I picked up a sticks. Uh, I picked up some sticks. I think a few weeks ago, and I went to go try and do some doubles and stuff, and it was so choppy. I was like, oh, I just put it down. I was like, That's no. Because you would think it's like one of them skills that even though you don't necessarily use it all the time, how could I lose it? Like I know how to use my arm. Like right. what, what happened? Right. right. Oh my god. Lots of memory then went all out the window. <laughs> Man, yeah. Um. Now, what position did you play on the baseball team? Um. So I played shortstop and third base. From um, most of the time, um, yeah, that that was fun. We we was poop, but we was poop. And that's the thing that also used to frustrate me too, is because I played I played uh, most self little league. Mm -hmm. um, most self went hard, man. In my day, at least, you know, when I played for the Senators and and um, no, like and, they had a reputation, man. man. Like it was it was it was intense. Like people played serious. Like people was hard. We, the all-star teams went far. Like, mm -hmm. all-star teams and that went far. I played in Williamsport. You feel okay, me? Like, me and the Sanders, we both played in Williamsport. Like, we was good. But then when we got to high school, it was like nobody wanted to play baseball no more because Hansburg sucked. Yeah. But it's like if everybody went and came we out and baseball, played, we wouldn't have sucked. Yeah. But then it's also a thing that also, I think back, and it's like, it was weird. We had just no discipline as a team. Mm -hmm. Everybody was Good as the their the own player. Room. It's wild. Like you think about the people that we had, like Sean Harrison. He was always a great player. Um, Ray Burnett was a great player. Um, uh, Trent, Rob Chase. Like there was yeah. a whole bunch of people who were really good at their positions and what they did. But as a team and discipline, it wasn't there, and which is why we was poop. And do you think that's because of the coaching, or more so just the area, the mentality of just? I, I think it goes down to the coaching because I seriously had arguments with coaches for saying that we suck. And it's like, what you mean? Like, what is you doing? Like, I literally had a whole argument with a coach like that and he bumped me down at JV for a week. Oh, damn. Because of that argument. And it, it, it was definitely the coaching. It was definitely the coaching. And by the time I got to my senior year, I mean, bless his heart, Coach Dwight did everything he did, but... He wasn't even in a position to communicate English to college, you know, yeah, like you know, scouts for me. Yeah, you know, and it, it was it was that type of difficulty for the baseball community that you know it was hard. And I didn't have that baseball field they got now. Yeah, I was saying that's. I slid on, on hard dirt. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Well, if we slid, we had dust burns at the yeah, top. Yeah, I was saying like, that field was. Yeah, that field was. did not look the like that. softball field was better than y'all. Oh yeah. Y'all didn't. Y'all couldn't even have home runs because y'all didn't have a fence. <laughs> I remember one time Sean Harrison. He played center field. And he was running his ass off, and he caught a ball, and you know that hill that goes, he didn't see that hill, and he fell right down that hill. Oh my gosh, it, it was a great play, but everybody was so worried, because he just, it was like he was running, and he just like disappeared. It's like, yo, did he die? <laughs> yeah, it was seriously like that, yep. So you obviously, because the team wasn't good, you would say you continued to play out of the love for the sport? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Baseball was always fun to me, it helped me get out of like, you know, it was just fun. Get your air, you know, out in the fresh air, getting your body moving, you know. Mm -hmm. And once you get into a flow of things, you just stop thinking about everything Definitely else. Goes, yeah. It was just one of those things for me. Um, are you still in touch with any of your teammates? Mm -mm. No. Mm -mm. I'm not. Unfortunately, no. I mean, nope. this happened, especially in high school, like, what, it was probably like 10 years ago now? Yeah. Yeah. Not <laughs> yeah. Mind blower. Now, what about you as a student? Um, I know for uh, for high school, you attended SciTech, um, which is the district STEM school. Um, 
what made you decide to go there? Because um, if I didn't go there, I wasn't able to go to, I wasn't able to be in Harrisburg no more. My mom wasn't going to let me to go to Harrisburg High. Um, she didn't want me to go there. She wanted me, she didn't think the teachers took the education seriously enough. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I was an intelligent kid. Like mm -hmm. I wasn't, I, I still feel like I'm very intelligent. Um, and I, I, I did have very high grades and my mom didn't want that to go, go down just the drain. go down the drain. Um, so yeah, if I didn't make it in the side track, I was getting sent to like East. I was oh. going to go to East or something like that. But for sure, I, I wanted to go to side track too. I mean, I went to Marshall Elementary School and Honestly, most of my most most of my friends there went to side tech as so, well, and it, yeah, and it was like honestly, once I got out of side tech, I just went right over to the high. So it was like I just went back and saw everybody else that I went to school with. So it wasn't like it wasn't too big of a difference. Mm -hmm. Do you think if you would have went to East, it would have been like you would have been happy about that, or? I think at the time, yes, but now no. No. Now no. Yeah, I think I would be a completely different person now. Um. I, I would be a completely different person now. I don't even feel like I would have the, the mindset that I have now. And I don't think I would have gone through the things I went through. I don't, even, I don't think I would be here. I would feel mm -hmm. like I'd be in a worse situation. Did you learn a lot from that school? Like, do you feel it was a valuable Oh my gosh, yeah. place to be? Oh, yeah. I always say, like, side tech, I did not have a high school experience, but it prepared me for college. Oh sure my gosh, did it prepare me for college? Sure like, did. I was ready. I was ready. There was, and I really noticed that when I went into college and went into classes and stuff and seen how confused other people were about things, simple things that, you know, we was kind of learning in ninth grade, mm -hmm. um, that I was, I was literally, that's when I was like in the mind blown moment of how much that tech really does prepare you for college. No, not life. Yes, college. Mm -hmm. Cause you know when you were freshman coming in with ninety minute classes, four classes a day, you're like, yo, what is we doing? But then when you get to college, and you're like, oh, this is nothing. I've been doing this for four I mean, years. you like, switch classes. You know, you got different classes between your your, your winter semester and your you know mm -hmm. most high schools don't break down semesters. They got the same classes all year long. I say because obviously I went there too, so it was definitely I feel like probably one of the best decisions I made as far as education and just being able to be in a, an environment where. We're still with our city people, our kids, but now we're with the group of people who aren't ashamed to show that they're smart, who are actually striving toward, you know, pushing mm -hmm. something. Because when you're around that environment, you don't want to be the one person who's the outlier. Like, it wasn't cool to not be on your shit in there. So Gosh. I think it definitely, like you said, helped put us in that right path to go to school and to be prepared for what it was going to bring towards us. Yeah, and I went to SciTech. Um, not everybody was from Harrisburg when I went to SciTech. It wasn't a Harrisburg... I think I was the last year where Harrisburg, where SciTech was separated from Harrisburg School District. Mm -hmm. um, we were more connected to the university. Okay, um, well, see, I didn't even know that before. Yeah, we were more connected to the university. Like, do they still give full scholarships to the university? I'm not sure, but I wish I would have took advantage of that shit. Yeah, because I remember they, they did that. Like, we were more connected to the university and stuff like that. And we had a lot of people that weren't even from the Harrisburg School District. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that was awesome, too, because it was a different cultures again honestly i mean from harrisburg everything is hip-hop yeah we had some rockers in there and like straight with the long hair yeah. with everything like that straight rockers and it was like it was cool it was different mm -hmm. it was different and i'm gonna say and also like i remember it just was like side side for me i got to experience like a lot of like of the asian culture oh. because uh I, that's where a lot of i met a lot of them their friends they're bringing the food i'm like wait hold up y'all make this all right can we come over this weekend yeah, <laughs> it, was like, yeah. it, was a lot, it was a big melting pot and people were so like 
open to sharing their experiences and where they come from. And the school definitely did a good job with like promoting like the little food days, which I bring something from your culture. We all oh, love yes. food, so oh, it's like yes, yes, like like I loved like um. Harlem Nights. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I loved projects like that. Um, and, and and there was also the thing that I loved about Side Tech. It was like, uh, every yes, everybody had clicks. Like you find your group of friends and stuff like that. But I don't really feel like there was bullying. Yeah. Like there there's there's like bullying really don't exist inside Tech. Like, yeah, like they had a personal problem with exactly. Each other. Like it was something between some yeah right there. But there wasn't just like just a bully in school like that. It was just. Yeah. yeah. After you um, left out of side tech is when you went to Millersville, Millersville yeah. University. Was that your first choice? Uh, I was actually between a few different places. I was in between Shippensburg, Millersville, and Penn State. Okay. And uh, why did you choose Millersville? Uh, I think ultimately it came down to the best decision financially. Mm -hmm. I knew, I mean, my when it came down to my final two choices, it was Millersville or Penn State. Mm -hmm. Penn State was offering, you know, a, a little bit of money for baseball, but it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, keeping up with anything. Um, and I just knew financially everything was just going to be a lot easier if I went to Millersville. And it was still a great school. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like one of the top schools in Pennsylvania. Um, so, yeah, it just basically came down to that. To we would be more financially responsible, really. Which is a, something major that I don't think I took into consideration when going to school. Because when I got to school, I started realizing, oh, snap, I need some money. <laughs> like, Books ain't cheap. I mm. thought that was the biggest scam of the century. What do you mean I just paid tuition I got to buy the books for the class? And then you're going to tell and then you're going to I got to sell them back for what? $10? $10? Like, come on, no, get out of here, get out of here. It's a scam. Yeah. Um, what was your major there? Uh, it changed a lot. <laughs> it changed a lot because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I don't know who I wanted to be. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't know anything. Um, that's why I really liked college because I really feel like it was that, that safety net for me to, to find myself. But I started off as accounting. I was an accounting major and then I went to psychology. Okay. Um, you know the hard ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted to accounting because I was good at math. I mean, that that was my strong suit. But then I was like, okay, no, this ain't math. No. This ain't this ain't math, math no more. Like this is different type of stuff going on right here. So I was like, no, I'm good, I'm good. Uh, then I went to psychology, and I was, and you know, I was just like, you know. It's all cool and everything. I got too many problems with myself going right, on. So you're I, you know, trying to help yeah, yeah, else. trying. To, uh, then I went undecided because I really just had no idea what I wanted to do. And, and I was talking to a, a, a mentor there, and, and that's what he he offered. He was like, you know, just go undecided, just figure it out. And then after that, I went into broadcast communications. Um, yeah, I, that's when I found the camera. Uh, that's when I started getting into like a whole bunch of different stuff, like theater. Um, I had a radio station. Uh, I was on like uh, Millersville News and doing stuff like that, and that's when I really like found the camera. And was there a um, moment that triggered you to like maybe I should try broadcasting, or it was just like another choice to see like let's see if this is something that I would? So it actually all went back to my freshman year. Um, I gave a I gave a speech uh, in my in my introductory to speech class, and it was I don't know I it was about. Um, immigration mm -hmm. and it was about um it was about just basically um immigration officers and stuff like that going in and taking people from their homes and stuff and, and, and stuff like yeah. that and uh 
and it was a very impactful speech and it really hit a lot of people in the audience and even the professor years later was like this speech is like the one I give out oh, as, like a, yeah, yeah, as like an outline to my students and stuff like that and when I when I was in my undecided moments, I was really just sitting back on my moments in college. Like, what have I done, or what did I spend? Like, where was I feeling the like my most comfortable at? Mm -hmm. And I reflected back to that speech, and I was like, I felt so comfortable just being able to. I'm I'm comfortable talking to people. I'm mm -hmm. able to just do this. It's it's easy for me. Uh, and ever since then, it's, and then when you, when you go into communications, you got three options. You got you know basic communications, public relations, and broadcasting. Public relations, I'm good with that. That's marketing, and there's a whole bunch of laws with that. Yeah. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Um, com, com studies is too general for me, uh, and then so I just chose broadcasting. broadcasting. Yeah. And um, when you chose broadcasting and you started that, do you feel like, like you said, like, that's where you found that, okay, this is what I want to do? Like, was that a, immediate or? No, no, no. Honestly, no. I, even like right before I was about to graduate college, right before my last semester, I had no idea who I wanted to be. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I felt like I wasted my whole time at college. Mm -hmm. I felt like I wasted four years of my life, and I felt like um, most of the people who said that I wasn't going to make it was right. Mm -hmm. um, and it got to me. Uh, so there was like one night I was just, I was struggling. I'm not even going to lie. I was in my car and I was crying my eyes out because I just felt like I didn't know what I was doing. And in that moment, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm buying my own camera. Because I, I felt like I wasn't prepared. I did a whole bunch of things. I, I did the news. I did the radio station. I did like, I did an internship um, as a director in mm -hmm. theater. I did acting. But I was not prepared to go into a job and do anything. Mm. Like, like when I went into communications, I just tried everything. I didn't master anything. Nothing. I wasn't prepared to go into a job, mm. um, which is what the college prepared you for, was to go into do those job. jobs and go get a job. Um, so like right before my last semester, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to buy a camera and I'm, and I'm just going to figure it out. Shit. My last semester, I set myself up with entrepreneur classes, learning business, mm -hmm. um, learning how to make business plans and doing stuff like that. And ever since then, it was just figuring out how I was going to tell my mom I wasn't going to apply for a job when I graduated. Yeah, I was going to say because um, in 2015, when you did graduate, I seen that you posted that you promised yourself you would never work for a job or apply for mm -hmm. a job. And the scariest part was telling your mom. So... Um, when you told her, what was her response? My mom is a very supportive person. My mom is the type of person that will believe in you even when you don't believe in yourself. So she always supported me. I seen she never wanted to show it or never even probably meant it, but she never meant to show doubt. Mm -hmm. I knew it was there in the beginning, you know. She would always be like, oh, man, you should uh, apply for a state job. Yeah, oh, I, I know you would get a state job. You know, it's safe. It's easy. Da -da 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 -da. And I'd just be like, no, nah, I'm good. I was a server at the time. I was a waiter at Denny's. Mm -hmm. I was making decent money there. I was super flexible. I was able to do whatever I Would wanted, kind of. And I started there. I worked nights. I, I worked overnight. So I was able to during the day to do whatever I wanted. And that's just kind of how it all started off. And... Yeah, I mean, that that's how it was. It was just that moment of, that moment, 
it all came in that moment of desperate bot, rock bottom moment of feeling like I didn't know what I was gonna yeah, do, yeah. and then it just all came in that fuck it. Yeah, because I was gonna say like that's that's a a major decision to come to after you said you just spent time money trying to figure out what you're gonna do. You kind of find the broadcasting link, but like you said, you weren't prepared to go into the job field, but you know school's ending. So like, how did? Well, you kind of explained that already, but I'm just want to know like when you made that decision personally, did you believe in yourself enough to know like that you didn't have to go that route or it was just one of the things you were just going to try to see if it stuck to the wall? I never made a plan B. Never made Honestly, I never made a plan B. I never gave myself a second option. I never seen myself going to go work into an office so I knew it wasn't there for me. Mm. Um, if I'm going to be completely honest, my fiance believed in me enough for the both of us for a long God. time mm -hmm. for a long time and she's, Wh where she's did you her at? Uh, i met her while i was in school but she's from here she's from harrisburg yeah okay. she graduated from harrisburg in 2011 um but yeah yeah she was she was there for me in them all them times where i just didn't know and how long have y'all you guys been together seven years seven years okay so Seven years. So about twenty fifteen, like after you graduated. Yeah, yeah, she she was there. She we met my second to last semester. So she was there that summer before because I graduated winter twenty fifteen mm -hmm. and we met and um the the summer semester. Um and yeah, through the summer is where I, is when it came up and I was just like, What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? And then when I came up with the decision she was just there she was just go for it she knew i was going to be able to do it and how grateful are you to her now that you think about about that like if you think she would like nah you need to get a job i'm not really trying to be with a dude who ain't really about to be doing nothing we just went through school you think that would have kind of changed where you would have went oh my gosh for sure for sure for sure that probably would have changed where me and her <laughs> we probably wouldn't even be together i don't know um because i mean when i first graduated I didn't even want to be in Harrisburg anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't even want to be around. I wanted to move. I wanted to go to Florida. I wanted to move somewhere else. I wanted. Just, I just wanted to be out. Just go. I just wanted to be out. Um, but then I just started to build and build and build. Um, but her support was just honestly. If she didn't give me the support that she did, I definitely wouldn't be here. I definitely wouldn't be here. It's it's so much and. And honestly, it's the reason why I work so hard. fucking hard the way I do now. The reason why I can stay awake for more than 24 hours at a time just going in on what I need to do because she believed in me that much. Like, she believed time, in like... me that much. Like, she deserves it. Like, mm -hmm. she freaking deserves it. She believed in me literally when, when I had <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Like, literally when I had nothing. Like... I, would, I say I had nothing, like I literally mean I had nothing, not even a license. Like I had nothing, <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Like I had nothing, she, she and she was free. there for me. Like when I tell y'all and I express nothing, I mean I had nothing. No, I, I understand, and even though, um, like I said, I just met her today, but from hearing your stories, I feel like she kind of falls in line with the women in your life as far as your mom and your sisters and the value that they instilled in you and the love that they gave you. You kind of found that in your partner, mm -hmm. which is kind of dope when you think about it because you guys were young, but for her to be there to support you and to give you that motivation, um, 
and then your mom also on top of that supporting you. I think like women kind of have played a major role in in those two that you just mentioned right there are literally my biggest motivation, inspiration. Like they're those two. Like honestly, recently I've just been saying motivation is overrated. It's all about dedication. Mm -hmm. But literally, they are the reasons why I want to be so dedicated. Mm -hmm. Right? So you look at to like what they've done for you. I have to make it. Mm -hmm. I have to. Like I, I just can't stop now. I just can't. I just can't fail. Mm -hmm. Like that's not an option. No, I definitely they deserve that. to see this all happen, and, and I want to see my mom retire. I'm trying to retire my mom in, in a couple of years. I want to retire her parents in the same amount of time. Like I want us to be chilling. Like it's just so much stuff that they deserve. Is is the way she supported you what made you love her so much? Oh my gosh, yeah. Oh my stars, yeah. Oh my stars, yeah. Oh uh, my gosh, yeah. Cause her her love is just unconditional. Mm. It's seriously unconditional. She's she's there. Like she's one of those type people. Like even if we sit there arguing, we're not gonna leave the room. Right. Like like we we still gonna be here. Like we're not just gonna dip apart and be apart and stuff like that. And I'm gonna be real. That's the type of stuff that I needed. Mm. Like that was seriously the stuff that I needed. Um. She spoke to you in your love language, essentially. Oh my gosh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And how does that make you feel as a man? Because you already said your parents, like, the women in your life made you feel like you couldn't be a fuckboy. But when you finally met a woman who you feel like you deserve to put on that pedestal, do you think, like, were you intimidated at all by the challenge? Were you excited to step up to it? She still makes me nervous. <laughs> she still makes me nervous to this day. You know, she, she still makes me nervous. She still gives me goosebumps. Mm. And... Hell yeah, I'm nervous. Hell yeah, <laughs> That's I'm good, nervous. Though. Hell yeah, I'm nervous just because I care so much. I'm a very emotional person. I'm a super emotional person. I've embraced it. I've embraced who I am. I am who I am. It don't make me less of anything. I'm a super emotional person. And when somebody shows me that type of love and care, I go a thousand times harder. Mm. I will give you all. Definitely. No, I just like to talk about love because I feel like it's so beautiful. Oh, and then man, to hear God sure. express about how much you love a girl, you're like, yeah, go ahead and nah. talk about it. Get you some cool nah, things. Sure. It's super that. important. It's super important. The people around you and the people that inspire you and support you are super important in your life. Like your partner, the one that you're going to have next to you, like that's the person you walk into mm -hmm. life with. Like mm -hmm. that's the person, I mean, that's the person you want to walk through hell with, not, not go through all the good stuff with. I want to go through the bad stuff with mm -hmm. you. I don't want to be... Like, you're the person who I can go through the bad shit with. Mm -hmm. I can't do that with everybody. Because that's, that's the most important. Because like you said, things could be good and everybody's happy. But when we go, when it goes left and we're down bad, can I still depend on you to be that same person to me? Mm -hmm. So, I'm happy for you guys. Oh, man, I appreciate that. Thank you. Love is love. Oh, but, nice. um, now, doubling back to the, to, you know, your journey, um... You said you bought the camera after the after graduation in 2015. And then the earliest work I came across was... I think back in 2016 when you were working as DNL Visuals. Oh my <laughs> stars, man! <laughs> holy cow! Yeah, which was a venture with you and a friend, um, Damien. So how did that come about? Wowzers, wowzers! <laughs> and it was funny before coming in. I was like, I wonder if she did like research and stuff like that. But man, that's deep research, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's deep research. Oh uh, yeah, so. When I first started and I bought a camera and I was going, um, basically, it was just kind of one of those things, especially when I was in high school and stuff, I was a class clown. I was a dead label with a class clown in high school. Like, I wasn't taken seriously. I was not the boy to be taken seriously. Um, but after I graduated, I knew I needed to be taken seriously. And 
uh, I knew what I wanted to do, and I knew somebody who was already kind of doing it, mm -hmm. um, but just wasn't doing it for real, for real. Uh, Damien Rexroth, who is still is an amazing graphic designer, uh, <laughs> he was, I mean, when I started with him, he's an, uh, an amazing uh, graphic designer and, and was a great video editor at the time. Um, I don't really know what his skills are like nowadays and stuff, but... Uh, yeah, that's how we started off, and it was DNL Visuals, Damien and Louie. Um, we were going off, but uh, he ended up moving to Arizona, mm. and you know that's when I had to keep things going. And uh, yeah, that's just kind of where you yeah, know DNL just kind of had to change into the visuals, and he's actually the one who who originally came up with the double I and and the vi and visuals B I I. Mm -hmm. He was the one who originally came up with that. Okay, that's dope. That's a, it's that's a. Um nice little backstory because the few things that i did come across they weren't active anymore mm -hmm. um was there a reason for that um uh, two reasons um one that's it didn't represent my level of work anymore and also wasn't the business that i was representing anymore mm -hmm. so two things that didn't represent me anymore i was like well let's just get rid of it i mean the style doesn't represent me and the name doesn't represent me so I mean, no point in having it out there. Yeah. When you think about those videos you did at that time, what comes to mind? Um, all, uh, uh, <laughs> Oh my god, I was gonna lie to you. I was gonna lie to you. I was gonna lie to you and say, um, the, the music video I did with Vaughn, um, with, with Vaughn, but I gotta tell you the truth, and it's something that you'll probably never find, um, hopefully. <laughs> Um, but my first ever, ever music video was one I had to do with myself. Mm -hmm. And it was me and Damien. We had to, at the time, it was the Uber freestyle that oh, was yeah. so popular. <laughs> we got to fight now. Oh, man. And um, so he, we made a freestyle to it and we did a video. I'm crying. And we did a video to it. It was on the roof of his house. Um... But that was the start of me being able to get video jobs because I was legit hitting people up, offering to do free stuff and getting left on red. Right. So it was like, I got to get started somehow. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I got to write a song. Well, I'm a rapper, but no, 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 no. We got to get that at the 25-year anniversary. You got to put that uh, at The 25-year anniversary? <laughs> okay, for sure, I'll be able to do that. that I'll be able to do that, okay. Um, so oh. then after he moved to Arizona and transitioned to just the Louis visuals, um, do you remember your first solo project that you had? Yes. Yes, it was a very, very long day. So when I was doing something with uh, this this clothing line called Benny Empire, um, and we just had a very long photo shoot it mm -hmm. was a yeah it was just a very long day photo shoot um but honestly after that my girl's been with me um i did that shoot by myself um but ever since then i feel like she's been with me i haven't really been she's she kind of took in that place mm -hmm. and you know whenever i need help on i mean she's here taking pictures right now you know she's she's and She's she a person. Had, well, she had an interest in the camera before. She was like, you need help, babe? I'm here for you. Like, I don't even think it was that. It was like, I need help here. You know, it wasn't even like her offering help. It was like, hey, babe, I need help. I need you to take a picture. I right. mean, you're here. Can you just take the pictures? You mm -hmm. feel me? Um, and that's another <laughs> huge reason why I'm just so grateful. Because, you know, she got into things that she, I don't even think she really wanted to do. You know? Because and, and she, you were. Yeah, she was just interested because it was something that she saw that I loved it. And she saw I had a passion for it. She she just always wants to be a part of 
You know, she wants, she just always wants to, me to grow. Like, I really, truly, I know she wants me to grow. And it, it, it's just, she, she's just there. She's just there yeah. in the way possible. That's dope. Um, now, we all make mistakes when we're first starting out. So, what, what were some of the main ones that you were making when you first started recording or just starting with projects, period? Um, letting clients be late and I'm just sitting there waiting. Mm-hmm. I think was the biggest thing. Um, there'd be time, man. There was a time I was literally sitting there for like maybe an hour and a half, two hours, while the bulls keep saying like, "Oh yeah, I'm 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 right around the corner," you know. Um, and that all, and it was it was just until one day I was out on I was out on a set and there were a whole bunch of other artists there, and the one girl was late. She kept saying it, and I was like, "I gotta set an example," and I left. Mm. I left. And, and it always happens like this. You leave, you could be you could be waiting for however long, but as soon as you leave, they get there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we, uh, we we turn the corner, we get around, and, you know, she, calls, she gets on the phone, she starts cussing me out, one. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you haven't even put a deposit down. You, you talking about this and that? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? And I wasn't taking deposits at the time, which was, you know, I mean, yeah, it's understandable, but, you know, it's like, okay. Uh, but... Yeah, I was like, whoa. I mean, one, if you would have hit me and be like, hey, man, I'm sorry, did I let you come back? All right, we probably would have turned around right, and made it right, back. You, you came out snapping, like, yeah. like, what the, stuff like that. I'm like, okay, no, nah, yeah, click. We're good. No, we're good. I just had to set that example. And now it don't really happen so much. Okay. And what about when the actual working side? Like, did you, well, you kind of had schooling. So did you ever have a point where, like, you might have shot it in the wrong frame rate? Or? Oh, I was self-taught. I'm gonna oh, be. Okay. I'm gonna be completely honest. I was self-taught. I was self-taught. Um, even like I said, when I went into school, we we rarely did editing. I rarely did any 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 type of editing. I, I'm gonna be real. I probably had one editing class, and I probably cheated through that. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be a hundred percent. I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest. Um, but I, I was self-taught, and oh yeah, oh heck yeah, I shot. I shot in the wrong format. There are times where. You know, I try to slow down a 24 frame clip, and you can see those in some of my earlier videos with uh with uh Fetro. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna mention that, and now that I know it, that because mm-hmm. I made the mistakes, so I'm like, oh, he shot that at the wrong rate. That's mm-hmm. why it's literally yeah. like that. Literally, he he was the one who helped me get started with music videos and doing stuff like that. He was the first one of the first people, um, yeah, to, and, and those were he was the one who helped me get through and make all my mistakes for real, and yeah. yeah. And how did you learn from those mistakes? Like when you went to sit down and edit and you wanted to slow it down, but you realized it's not slowing down like it was supposed to. Did you like use YouTube a lot or you researched through books? Or? So with that, with that particular instance, I had two people reach out to me when they seen it. And it was, first one was Marpo. He was like, go um, shoot in 60 and then, you'll be, and then do your settings and do your timeline in 24. Mm-hmm. And then Queso hit me and said the same thing. Um, and Queso was the one who actually helped me get started with actually doing videos because I was just a photographer at first. Oh, okay. I, was so I only, thought you were a videographer. I, I was, uh, when I graduated in 2015, I was only taking pictures. I was just taking strictly pictures and that was it. I was getting contacted for doing a lot of music videos, but, but I didn't do a music video until early 2018. Ooh, so okay. like three years in is when I started doing music videos. Okay, so that kind of helps me transition to the next part. Um, because I like I said, I thought you did videography first, and then photography came along. 
So did you have a signature style or it was still developing with both the photography and... Oh, it was definitely developing. I was definitely developing. I, 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 I mean, I knew what I was going for. I knew what I wanted and I knew the... Like, when you take a picture, you kind of see how you want it to look. But you have to, you have to go in the knowledge to actually get it to get there on when you, when you post it in a picture or when you, when you do, when you go to uh, edit and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's kind of like I knew, I knew who I always wanted to like, yeah. Cause I always used to follow this, this, uh, this photographer shot by Spencer. Mm -hmm. uh, oh my gosh, he was my favorite, like my favorite. Um, and he was at the time Kevin Gates, um, full-time photographer okay. now he um he he was he he's uh works with pre um he did like young golf and everything and now he's on tour with key block okay. um but yeah that i when i seen his work when i first started i was like oh my gosh like this is freaking amazing like i, I freaking love it like i love the tones he gave i love everything mm -hmm. like that and that's like kind of who i tried to that's honestly who I wanted to try and be. Like I used to look at his stuff every single day. Like, like, gonna... like it was part of like my daily schedule, like to look at his page, like and, and it was just it was just something like that. And it, it's just that that helped me a lot too, like but just keep going forward and it, it helped me kind of know where I wanted to get. Mm -hmm. It was like that vision, because you know, some people always gotta, they want to get somewhere, but they can't see it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's something like, okay, so I can kind of see it. It's like, yeah, giving you that, that end of the, the light at the end of the tunnel. Okay, yeah. I can go there. Like, mm -hmm. Not gonna say be exactly like him, but For sure. take a little bit of his style and make it your own. Exactly, okay. exactly. I can, I can see that route, but then find myself mm -hmm. within that route. Take my Ex own path. Exactly, on. exactly. Definitely think that's dope. Now, in 2018, you were invited by uh, Queso, the director, to do some behind-the-scenes work. When that opportunity came about, um, how did it make you feel? Oh, my gosh. I was so, like... I was I was a, I was giddy like I was giddy like I was like a, I was like a fanboy like I was literally like a fanboy and at that time that the instance you're talking about right now is when I had no knowledge of being of doing video mm -hmm. I gained my knowledge on that day you're talking about right there it was a video shoot with pigeon um I went out there and I was taking a whole bunch of pictures honestly I was working at that time with a Canon T6i and he had a different type of Canon, and he was like, yo, just use mine. Because it was a higher grade one, but I knew how I had the lenses and stuff. He's like, here, just use mine. I'm like, all right, cool, shoot, all right, fine. And he just gave me his camera, and I was just working it, and I was just doing it. And um, as I was sitting there watching him set up some stuff, I, you know, I asked him, I just asked him questions. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna be real, he only gave me three answers, and those three answers, Took me the rest of the way. And took me the rest of the way. What were those those answers? Um, to shoot in a flat profile. Okay. Um, he taught me about S log. Mm -hmm. He taught me about my frame rates, making sure that um your frame rates is to slow down and everything like that. And then he also taught me um your shutter speed uh, connected to your frame rate. Your shutter speed has to be you double your frame, frame rate or else you're gonna get sloppy footage. Mm. He taught me those three things and from there I was able to just go. And honestly, now that I learned those three things, I feel like if I knew those three things starting out, I wouldn't have had so much like troubles and tri uh, trials and tribulations. So to be able to get that type of game from somebody who's been doing it, who's kind of has built his respect already, um, 
like did you at first when he first mentioned it just those three things you're like oh he's kind of like shortchanging me or do you like oh that's the only thing i needed to know in order to go and get started i've always been a you give me an inch i'm gonna go a mile okay. i mean i'm gonna take what i can get because i mean if not i'm gonna always just figure it out mm -hmm. i've always been and my mom even said this and i've always prided myself on it was my mom told me once she was like if, if anything, no matter the deadline, I know Louie will get anything figured out. Mm -hmm. And I super pride myself on that. And I just, and it's just like, I, if he wouldn't have helped me, I would have figured it out eventually. But he did. He was there. He was honestly the only one to help me. Because at the time, I was I was hitting people. I was hitting artists and I was hitting photographers up. Yo, let's go out and shoot. Let's go shoot. I wasn't no, getting, nobody nothing. wanted to mess with me. Nobody. Nobody. There was even a time where somebody came up to me and it was like they had a big collaboration gathering and he, and he was looking around. And he was like, oh, he asked, like, where's Louie at? And he was like, oh, we're not inviting him. And he legit told me this conversation. I'm like, well, what? well dang, I wasn't even in my whole year yet. Like, yeah. I, I literally don't even talk to nobody. Like, I just stayed to myself. They were just probably intimidated. By and, and I just so. feel like that's what it was. Because I did, I did come in. Like, and a lot of people told me this. I came in, and it was like, well, where did he just come from? And it was, I, I, and I look, and I look back now, and I see I did put a lot of people out of business. But that's not your fault. It's not. No, it's because not. Because one thing I appreciate that you've done for the video culture is you make people have to step up. In addition to Queso and them, but for people who like just starting out, for you to come out and be able to produce that, for people who've been doing it for five years and been getting charged five, six hundred dollars, like, wait, if he did that? Oh, no. Oh, no, we can't do that. And for the, somebody who's not willing to invest in their craft, like you said, it's going to make them fade out. It's going to make them dwindle out. But for somebody who's motivated by that, I'm like, oh, snap. I've been doing I got to step my game up. And, so. that's the, and that's just like you said. The thing, and that's why I appreciate, and that's why one thing, I'll always be there for Queso. Mm -hmm. One, because he helped me when nobody else would. And two, because he tells me, dude, you stepped my game up. He goes, legit, you, you're the reason why I color. You're the reason why no, I, I do this. Nobody was coloring until I saw you start doing that. And it was an immediate difference when I looked at your video. Like, why his video look like that? Mm -hmm. Like, what did he do different that's so different from this one? Because before I started, I did my research on who was shooting. Mm. I looked at, at the time it was, the, the three main hitters was Supa. Mike Morales. I wasn't even watching him. It was TJ, the director, oh, who was TJ, taking over his story. He was everywhere. Yeah, TJ. And Yeah. Mike Morales at the time was still in York for real. Like, he was still just out there in York. Like, when I got started doing photography and everything, he started coming more into Harrisburg and doing mm -hmm. stuff like that. But I watched all of their videos, and there was two things that I saw that I could come in and attack. And it was coloring, and it was storytelling. Mm -hmm. Nobody was storytelling in their music videos. It was just performance, 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 performance. And there was barely even B-roll. Mm -hmm. And I came in, and I was like, that's what I, that's what this, that's what's needed. Mm, and no, it definitely, like I said, like when when you started dropping your videos, I'm like, wait a minute, what is the difference between this and everybody else's? Like, why do I want to keep looking at his video? And then I realized like you were coloring, like you were doing so many little things. I'm like, I never even knew that was a part of the process. Like, and that's so, a whole individual process. Like, I'll be trying to do it myself. I'm like, listen, I don't know what I need to go take a class because this ain't YouTube ain't helping me. It, it, it's, it's um, it, it really is. It's harder than you honestly than people think. It's it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It, it's crazy because just you got two cameras going right now. Mm -hmm. When you go into it, it, like you go into car these, 
yeah, you got the same setup, but these could come out looking like two completely <laughs> different shots. <laughs> and, and and the coloring could come out like it could be a, a real hassle. No, yeah. trust me, I definitely understand, especially yeah. dealing with the also different software you might use to have to color, or you doing it in Premiere, you doing it in DaVinci. It is Actually, so yeah, I color in DaVinci. I'll yeah, I haven't, got, I haven't transferred to that yet. I, I'm still trying to master, or not even master, understand the concept of coloring before I start downloading all this other stuff. I'll get you. Yeah. i for sure get you or not. Um, but it took, honestly, just with that, it, it took me a while to get the workflow going in between mm -hmm. all the programs, you know? So that'll yeah, also it, slow it, you down. So you do use multiple programs to fine-tune every part of the project. I'll probably use about four or five programs. Okay, all right, dang. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just depending on what I'm doing. What you're doing. Um, before we go into too much detail about your style, I just wanted to kind of wrap up on the case. So, um, topic, um, what has been the biggest benefit to you with locking in with him? Honestly, man, just all the knowledge. Like, honestly, all the knowledge. Like, seriously, if it's not from him, he is not the type of person to shy away from sharing opportunities. Mm -hmm. He's not. Like, if he fucks with you and you show that you're genuine to him, he will open doors. Mm -hmm. He will He will open doors for you. And that's one, uh, one thing I can for sure say that he has done for me was he helped open a lot of doors for me. Mm -hmm. And he helped me gain so much knowledge. Like, even knowledge that he probably don't even know that I've gained. But just by sitting there and being able to watch, like... Just be in the mix. Literally, like, him inviting me, like, out on all these sets. Like, when when he first started, we wasn't working together, mm -hmm. you know? He had a, he, he was working with other people. He was he, he was steadily working with other people. But he chose to to bring me onto these opportunities and stuff like that. And that's just one thing I'll always be appreciative of mm -hmm. because he did not have to do that. He did not have to do that. He didn't know who I was as a person. He didn't know if I would just take it, be out, do whatever, and, you know, that's it. But uh, that's yeah, just something I'll just always yeah. greatly appreciate. He did something that most people will not do. Now, that's definitely true. Um, do you have a favorite project that you guys worked on? Hmm. I would say my favorite project that we've worked on together. Trying to be completely honest, the one I've had the most fun on that we worked out together was, I think it was a 2007 or 2008 high school reunion. Harrisburg High School reunion. Mm. We worked on that together. It wasn't a music video production. It wasn't none of that stuff. But we had so much fun. Mm -hmm. Like we was just we had so much fun that day. We was just laughing and cracking up the whole day, catching like just catching moments and stuff. It was very free. And you know, that's at the time when I was still kinda only doing photography as well, you know. Mm -hmm. it, it it was it, it was awesome. It was that was a very fun time. It's always best the time that you're having fun while working. Because when you look back, like, yeah, we was working, got paid. But it was a great day, right? Yeah, but one thing, like, with Queso is we work... We work well together because we argue. Mm, you're not just two just looking at yes-men each other, like... No, we don't. We, we, we're we not yes-men. We are two completely different creatives. And it comes down to it. When, it come, when, you know, when we're going into all this stuff, you can see it. Mm. And, you know... We do get into arguments, but that's something that I always appreciate about him. It don't it don't go nowhere, but we and still the at the end of that about argument, us being creative, like what at we're the end of the do. day, we still after that argument, it's like all right, 
let's get the rest of the day done. You feel me? We still got the same goals. We still mm-hmm. got the same thing going on. Like, ain't nothing broken. We good. We going. Respect that. Um, a question I did have is, does your approach vary when you're doing a photo shoot or you're doing a video? Or do you kind of have the same thought process of like, all right, this is the concept that I want to hit. This is how I'm going to do it. Well, yeah, it does change between photo shoots and video shoots just off of the level of how much I got to think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, photo shoots, I don't really got to think too much. I just kind of look at the person. All right, all right, so say you're the model, okay? You're the model. What type of clothes you going to be wearing? I would see probably just, you know, if I'm talking about you, it would be more street style, something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. you know? And then I'll be like, okay, so what am I going to do with that style? I would do this with it. And then it's just kind of like, okay, boom, once we get there. And then honestly, once you really think about it, everything is three angles. Wide, medium, close. Mm-hmm. Within those angles, you got infinite angles. You got the wide, but you can go all around. You can mm-hmm. go up, you can go down. Once you're medium, do the same thing. You feel me? Close, around, same thing. And that's what so I just do. Like, I'm just sitting and I'm finding my spot. I'm just finding it. I'm just finding it. I'm just finding it. With video, I kind of got to know where I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, because with photos, I'm like, okay. Okay. With the video, it's like. With video, it's like. All right, no, yeah, we're going to work at this angle. All right, so by the time they get here, we got to be here with it. And then once we get here, the camera's going to be here. We need this light up here, right here. Mm-hmm. And then we got to have to make sure, okay, so if he's moving from here to here, we can't show the light in this shot, so we got to get this light moving over here. But we got to keep the light right on him with this. So it's just, yeah, it's okay. a whole lot of thinking. And with me doing it by myself, it's literally me talking to myself a whole time. lot of the time. Like, people will see me on set, and I'm just like, <clears throat> And that's just me scratching stuff off my to-do list because it's like I got so much stuff going on. It's just, yeah. Would you say there are two completely different skill sets? For sure. Oh, yeah. Because even once it comes down to the shooting all the way down into editing, it's completely different. Coloring of photo is completely different than coloring a video. And I learned that really fast. <laughs> when I first started coloring, oh, my gosh, I tried to color like it was a picture. Mm, no, like no, 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 that's not how it is. Yeah, um, it's very different, very different. Okay. Um, now, like we were saying earlier, the, another key element to your brand and your work is your editing style for both the photos and videos. So when you linked with Queso and he gave you that game, and then you said you went and looked at all the other directors to see you know, what they were offering, what year was that, like 2018 still? So when I was doing, when I did the research and stuff, that was all in 2015. That okay, was before. So this, was junk, like. this is this was when I was in school and I told you I was like an entrepreneur class and we had to build a business plan. Mm. Legit, I was building my business plan on what on le- the legit business. Mm. Like the business plan said DNL visuals on it. Like it was real. Um, and in that time is where I did my research on who everybody was. So that was in 2015. And then in 2018 is when Queso, um, you know, released some knowledge to me. Um, and that's the knowledge that I give to everybody else because it's like seriously if I was to give you anything else you're just copying yeah like you gotta find your way from there mm-hmm. no I definitely understand that because like you said I can give you the game but after that there's nothing else I can really tell you that's gonna help you improve besides you going out there and doing it because mm-hmm. I don't want you to be me I want you to be yourself mm-hmm. but to help you get there properly Put your camera like this, mm-hmm. and then we'll come back and we'll look at your work. Yeah, but, but it's super, like, honestly, it's super flattering a lot, like, and I see the impact I make on a lot of the people's videos around here. I see it. I'm like, you oh, man. You influence me. <laughs> like, 
that, that looks familiar. That shot looks like, that shot looks like familiar. And it's like, honestly, some people hit me like, oh, did you see that? I'm like, yeah, I've seen it. That's freaking awesome. You feel I'm me? Saying, do you take offense to it or you're like, nah, this means I'm really doing I'm supposed to be doing only one time I ever, it's only certain times I take offense to things and it's like, and this is why I really post behind the scenes stuff anymore is because, um, I'm, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I don't probably don't edit as fast as most people do. Mm -hmm. I, got, I, I don't edit as fast. I take my time with it. So I post that behind the scenes stuff of like what I'm doing and everything like that. And then I'll see in like a week or two, somebody just posted a video that was legit about to drop like the one mm -hmm. I'm doing. And I'm just like, oh my. Seriously, come on, guys. Like, or I'll start doing something, and literally, like, maybe two days later, somebody else is doing it. And it's just yeah. like, it's flattering, but it's like, can I get, on, can can I get it first? You feel <laughs> me? Can I get it first? But yeah, no, nah, it's all, it, it just happens like that, and it's all good. And at the end of the day, I always think, like, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. It's what I'm here for. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. And if, if I feel some type of way that, People are inspired by my work, and what am I doing? Yeah, what am I doing? Like, yeah. Honestly, uh, no, I can relate to that because for a long time I didn't follow any of the other creatives in I the still city don't. because I can't. I don't want to be influenced by your work. Like I know that I will be because I'm still so early in my career trying to find myself. If I know if I like something you did, I'm like I might not subconsciously like purposely go out and do it, but in some way, shape, or form, it's going to be involved in my creative process and I don't want to one step on people's toes or to limit myself to figure out what I could have done like mm -hmm. yeah he, like you said when you looked at that guy's real photos it inspired you but you know that you were not about to go out and literally recreate what he just did exactly. so um now yeah, just like this. you said I when I was growing up I didn't follow anybody mm -hmm. I still don't I think the only people I follow is Kaiso and TJ and that's because I've actually personally worked They're with them mm -hmm. yeah no, I think that's 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 super important, and I know for me personally, like um, I just want to thank you while we're on the camera because when I first had started, um, well, wanted to start the business, you were one of the people I felt like I couldn't trust and hit up and ask for like just some information. Not like, oh, can I come on set or nothing, but it's like, how would this work? Like, when I want to shoot a video, can I get to keep the rights? Is it the other artist? Like, just those type of questions. And you answered, and at first I was never like, well, I look at Louis like he's up here, but do he? Does he like? Is he still for the people? And when you respond, I'm like. Alright, cool. He's still just like like I thought he was. So I definitely don't see me as that person up there. I, I don't. I'm I'm not that. I'm, and I appreciate you do reaching out to me because to show that I'm not that person. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, people probably think I'm like that because I just stay to myself. Mm -hmm. But it's just because I just stay to myself. I mean, what's the point of all the extra drama? I mean, I don't, I'm not the type of person that just go out and do stuff just because. Like yeah. everything I do is just for a reason. If I don't got a reason to do something, I'm not gonna go do it. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, or would you be willing to, or would you see yourself doing for another creative kind of what Queso have done for you as far as like kind of like, I don't want to say like take you under the wing, but just helping you go into the direction he could see, like, because he believed in you. He's like, yo, just come along for this journey. Could you see yourself doing that for someone else? Oh, for sure. I feel like it's one of those things that's necessary. Like, you want things to grow. You want things to grow. You you want. I don't know. It's just something. It's just something about the pettiness that's not really with it don't me. It don't it don't appeal to me. Like exactly. It's like, cause I feel like people who get trapped and stuff like that have expectations. You know, they bring somebody on and they have expectations of that person and who they're supposed to be and how long they're supposed to be around. Mm -hmm. Um, you can't have those expectations because that's just only gonna hurt you in the long run. 
I mean, with me, and I feel like the reason why I've gotten so far so fast is because I don't have expectations. I'm, I made a plan to do everything by myself. Mm. I made the plan that I was going to go make this shit happen. The, the fact that Queso helped me and, and got me further along faster. That was a, it was oh my good. gosh, it was a fucking blessing. It was a fucking blessing, but would, I have, would, I, would it have not happened? No, I would have eventually happened, mm -hmm. and he knows that. Mm -hmm. It would have eventually happened, but he gave me the blessing and the opportunity to go out and prove myself. Mm -hmm. And of course, I would have to give somebody else that 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 that, uh, that opportunity. Torch, yeah. yeah, but they would also have to show the dedication I did. Mm -hmm. Like the first time Queso took me out somewhere, it was a dual job. I did the entire thing myself. My man didn't even have to pick up his camera. Mm -hmm. I did both video and pictures. Mm -hmm. I, I was running video like this while I was snapping, taking pictures at the same time. Like, that's the type of dedication I need to see, though. Mm -hmm. Now, um, we touched on it a little bit earlier as far as the coloring, but I also did see a status that you made in 2021 where you said the directed by Louis Visuals errors was coming to an end and it would soon be the colored by. Mm -hmm. um, is that still a part of your plan? For sure. For sure, but uh, I'm not worried about Louis Visuals anymore. I'm not, it's a full brand that you're I'm not worried about Louis Visuals. I'm not worried about my personal brand anymore. Um, that's another big reason why I cover my face because it's not about me. Mm -hmm. This is not what, what I have coming and everything I got going on and everything that I've been learning is not about me. So that doesn't, it doesn't take into effect now. Um, it does, but it doesn't. Like, yeah, I'm about to, it's going to be a whole lot more coloring, a whole lot of more different stuff. But it's not going to be Louis Visuals. It's going to be the Visual Village. Mm. Because so it's not about me. You don't want to just break yourself down and, and limit it. You want literally them to focus on everything that you bring to the table. Because, I mean, I plan on, I plan on having more than just me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have... I got somebody learning how to edit right now. I'm teaching them how to edit. Um, just so, you know, one day, you know, we have a plan and everything. And so in two months they'll be ready to start being my editor. Right, you know, so, so I don't I'll have shoot, to do I'll stuff. I'll send it over to you and... You edit it and then you send it back, I'll color it, you know, and then we, just so we got right more like free that. time and, you know, we got them on budgets, you know, and everything like that just plans out for the whole next couple of years, mm -hmm. just how we plan on wanting to make things go. And, you know, it's just kind of like that. It, it's not about me anymore. It's about every, it's about the whole visual brand. Mm -hmm. Um, as a creative, we all have moments where we go through creative blocks or we're overwhelmed with the pressure. Uh, what do you personally do to fight through those times? Cry. I let it out. Let I it let out. it out. I legit, I let it out. Because when you hold it in, it's like it's going to keep eating at you. So you just got to let that shit out. Put a pillow to your face and let it out. Mm -hmm. Like just literally just, just let it out. Nobody got to be there. Nobody even gotta know. It don't even don't even matter. If I wanna just told y'all this right now, you wouldn't know. You see what I mean? It's just like that though. Everybody does it and it's okay to do it, but life is hard. Anxiety freaking sucks. Anxiety can get to the point where you feel like you can't even breathe anymore. Let that shit out. Let it out. Don't be afraid to. And that's what I do. And after I let it all out, everything kinda clears up. I just get into that. Fuck it, let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, it's over with. Yeah. That's not gonna change shit. Let's let's make it happen. Are you pleased with your progression thus far? Yes and no. Uh, yes and no. Uh, yes, because I do feel like I've grown. I do feel like I've, I've grown fast, and I was able to 
and still um, a new standard. Honestly, it's still a new standard into the city and stuff like that. And it's super awesome. And I love seeing stuff like people like you mm -hmm. doing interviews and attacking something that nobody else out here is doing. Mm -hmm. You're finding your thing and you're, and you're, and you're talking it. Freaking go for it. Mm -hmm. um, and no, because ever since the pandemic, cause I feel like I've been slacking. Mm. I feel like I've been I've been slacking a little bit. Things kind of closed down. Like I legit, me and Queso ended tour early because of the pandemic. Um, so it it was just kind of one of those things where I fell into a slump. Mm. I fell into a slump. I wasn't I wasn't feeling the craft. I wasn't feeling it anymore. Like I, I burned out. I, I I legit I burned out. Everything was just frustrating me. I was super anxious about. Just anything, just anything. I was just super anxious, and um, I, I kind of just stopped. I kind of just stopped, and um, ever since then, I've been. Uh, I think twenty twenty, uh, I would. I just. I, that's when I stopped. In twenty twenty one, I was trying to pick it back up, uh, but I feel like it was. It's it harder to take yeah. out. Like when you don't work out for a while and you try to pick up that 200 pounds. You say, whoa. Whoa, yeah. It, it was a lot harder to pick up. And now I'm starting to get back into the flow of things. And, and you know, we're, we're, we're making that progression happen. And, and then now that I see that it was all for a reason, because if I would have kept moving and kept doing stuff, I wouldn't have had the clarity I had today. Mm. So it was kind of a full circle thing. For so. sure. For sure. Um, now, you had a professor who told you you were going to take over the world, despite you being on the verge of failing the class. Um, when you think about that statement, and then you think about yourself now, do you see in them what they were, what they saw? Dr. Well, excuse Wood. me, do you see in yourself what they saw in you? Dr. Wood. My gosh. Um, yeah, I do. And it was kind of one of all these things, cause she, and she even told me, she was like, and the reason why is because, yeah, um, you may not do good on a paper test, but if I ask somebody to go get the job done, I would send you to go do it. Mm. She was like, if I ask somebody, if anybody in this classroom to go get the job done, it would be you. It wouldn't be none of these people in here getting A's. And I'm like, okay. So that just, I mean, that, that stuck with me a lot to where paper tests, all that don't mean nothing don't mean to nothing. me. It really don't mean nothing to me. My degree, I used to set up my degree on my thing, you know. I put it away. It don't mean nothing to me no more. I know what I'm out here doing. I'm I'm taking over the world. And honestly, her that motivation, like I, I that's the type of thing where after you cry, mm -hmm. you get it's time to take over the world. Mm -hmm. it's, you gotta find what what that person saw in you when you didn't see it in you. When you thought she was about to fail her class, you know right. she didn't even like you. You know. <laughs> right. Um. Now we kind of already touched on it as far as for the business. Um. You know, now it's about to become the village where you're bringing in editors. You're focused on pretty much the whole brand rather than it just being Louie. Uh, so for your personal side, because we, you know, talked about your fiancés, is the wedding coming up anytime soon? That's something, um, we're, we're trying to get it going. We're, we've been thinking about it so much. Um, we're, we definitely want to do it before we're 30. I'm 28 now. Okay, so yeah. So we're definitely trying to do it before we're, we're that time. Um. We just don't even know what we want as a wedding. Like we get so back and forth, but we even shoot like we shoot weddings too. Yeah. Like yeah, we shoot weddings and we do that whole thing with the with the whole the visuals brand. Um, but yeah, it, it's it, just still a lot to think. It's about. just so much because we go to these, we see these big weddings and everything like that. And even after those weddings, people are like, "Oh man, you guys should be loaded." 
And it's like, oh man. <laughs> like, dang. And, and it also just, I don't know, it's just a whole lot of stuff we want to think. It's a lot of money. It's a lot, it's a lot of money for, and, and, and it's just between me and her, we, we know we good. Yeah. Like, we know what it is. We know what we're here for. We know what we're doing. And it's just like, do we really want to spend all our bread? I was saying, what, it could be one of those things where you probably, like, probably get married, married at the courthouse or something. No, but no, no, no. We're definitely going to do it, though, because she bought her dress. Oh, dang. So she's like, nah, we Because we did, we did have a plan a while ago, but we had to postpone it just because, you know, it wasn't becoming our wedding anymore mm. with all these other outside inputs. Um, but no, she bought her dress already, so I already know. Yeah, like, she's walking down an aisle. Yeah. I want to see her walk down. That's for me. You I want to see her walk down an aisle. Yeah, man. Give the money. Hell yeah. Fuck <laughs> yeah. All the photographers, they better catch that. I'm going to be balling. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to be so emotional that day. But, yeah. You guys uh, want to have kids as well? Yeah. Yeah, it's scary. But, you know. Yeah. yeah. Just because I don't, I don't feel like an adult. Like, I just feel like a, <laughs> like a responsible kid kind of. So, it's like, how am I going to take care of a kid if I feel like a kid? True. True. No, I think you guys, like, um, are a great couple. I'm happy to hear um, you have someone in your corner who's pushing you to be better, and she's giving you the inspiration to be better. I think that's always a great aspect for life in general. And like I said, I, I wanted to talk to you just because I wanted to pick your brain. I wanted to get you on camera and talk to you and just let the people know more about the brand that you're, you're building because you're going to take over the world. It's just inevitable. Um, so again, I want to thank you for coming to sit down with us. Tell the people where to find you, um, IG, social media. Oh, um, so yeah, I'm I'm Louis Visuals. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at uh, Louis L U I E dot Visuals V I I S U A L S. Um, and then you can do the same thing on Facebook. Honestly, all my social medias are the same. Louis dot Visuals. You'll be able to find me there. All right. Um, again, thank you for sitting down with us. I really enjoyed this conversation. Uh, another episode of Cloudy Conversations. I appreciate you.